Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock, and today is Wednesday, November 27th, 2019. Here's what's happening. Uh, I apologize for not broadcasting a fine podcast production on Monday evening, uh, the 25th, during halftime of the Ravens-Rams game. Uh, I had promised to do so, and uh, I have no other explanation for not doing so, rather than just being so fired up. Uh, for those of you who watched the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football, they whomped the L.A. Rams 45-6. Uh, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson uh, had an, another uh, incredible performance, this time throwing for five touchdown passes, the most ever on a uh, Monday night football telecast. And uh, there were just uh, way too many things to wedge into a short 13-minute uh, halftime. So I will opine on the current state of the Baltimore Ravens, its quarterback, and much more in a special uh, podcast tomorrow on Thanksgiving morning. So uh, be sure to look for that. But I do have a few topics today. First off, uh, I'm going to be talking about the uh, 7th uh, Congressional District race. There's been a very good blog post that was written uh, about that race and a very thorough breakdown. Uh, also going to be talking to, about the uh, impending sale of the Baltimore Sun to a uh, group of capitalists who, uh, and I don't mean that because they practice capitalism, capitalism is not a bad thing, but uh, this uh, particular enterprise uh, is seems to not be uh, one that is uh, business friendly in terms of the journalism business, seems to be one of these uh Groups that like to strip the tree, so to speak. So, uh, could be foreboding for the Baltimore Sun. In fact, I, I think it would be. But first, uh, I'm going to also promote the the Ice and Fire Festival in downtown Columbia's Merryweather Park at Symphony Woods. It starts this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, the 30th of November and 1st of December. And it runs for the next three weekends. Uh, you definitely want to be part of this. You want to go to www.nrtrust uh, uh, at, at .org or just Google search Merriweather Park at Symphony Woods or go to the Merriweather Park at Symphony Woods page on Facebook. And you want to buy your tickets for Downtown Columbia's only walking holiday light show. And tickets are only $9 in advance or $12 at the door. Uh, or you can get a dollar off your at-the-door ticket with a uh, food donation or other such donation to the Community Action Council of Howard County. So uh, come one, come all to the Ice and Fire Festival starting this weekend at Merriweather Park at Symphony Woods. Um, so my co-host to this fine broad, uh, podcast production, Jason Booms, um, wrote a great pod, uh, blog post on his Spartan Considerations blog. And, it, and it's going to be worthy of further comment when Jason and I next get together on the 8th of December. Um, we're going to have fun with this. 
So if you please go, I, I urge everybody to visit spartanconsiderations.blogspot.com. I'll also be happy to post a uh, link on the Forward Maryland uh, uh, blog website um, about the 7th Congressional District race. And not only has he, I mean, he's done a lot here. So uh, he's used his uh, expertise as a skilled uh, political researcher to great use in that he's uh, handicapped all 24 candidates uh, already giving predictions as to how the special election on February 5th will roll out. And he has produced odds for who he sees to be the top four candidates. And uh, so, I, and I think for the most part, he has it right. I, I have a couple little nitpicks. And uh, so uh, nits I will indeed pick. Um, and, and, and maybe we'll, we'll have a little fun and games about this on the 8th. But um, if you go to, so spoiler alert for Jason's blog post, and you, you do need to read the entire post because there's a lot here. Um, he has winning the race, uh, Senator Joe Carter, uh, with a prediction of 22% of the uh, uh, special election primary vote. Uh, beating Dr. Maya Rocky Moore Cummings with 19%, former Representative Kuizian Fume with 15%, and Howard County Delegate Dr. Terry Hill at 12%. Um, I think that's about right. Uh, I would also, I, I would, um, you know, and then he, he handicaps everybody else. And again, I don't really want to take away from the blog post, but all the way down to number 24, Charles Smith, uh, who he has uh, at uh, less than 0.5%. I'm a little disappointed that for the less than 1% people, he just didn't go down to like numbers of votes. But, you know, actually this is, this is fine. Uh, he has actually, there are actually 12 people who are gonna get less than 1% for this. I don't know why I didn't run. I would have gotten 1%. Um, because my slogan is, I'm like milk. Uh, anyway, um, also the odds on the top four candidates. Um, Jill Carter is a surprising favorite at three to two. And I say surprising favorite because Maya Cummings is three to one. And uh, Mfume at five to one, Hill at six to one. So a few things there. Uh, I think the Carter Cummings numbers are very close. Um, I would not be surprised to see it the other way around uh, with Dr. Cummings at, you know, winning out. Um, I believe also the electorate elsewhere, uh, everywhere, uh, is still looking for fresh faces and new people. And obviously the person who I think that helps is Terry Hill. Uh, I do think that the electorate of 2020 is very much like the electorate of 2018, and they want fresh faces. They certainly want fresh female faces. And what's already brewing in terms of feuding between Carter and Rocky Moore Cummings, um, you know, I, I think could benefit other candidates who Jason has a little further down the order. So I could see somebody like a Terry Hill 
I can see somebody like a Talmadge Branch who, you know, as Jason points out, is the majority whip in Annapolis. He is the number uh, three ranking um, Democrat in the Maryland House of Delegates. Uh, I think that helps them. Uh, another another person who I think gets helped uh, by this, by the, the Carter, Rocky Moore Cummings feuding, is uh, a guy who's a little bit down on Jason's list, Harry Spikes. Uh, Harry Spikes is a uh, long-term staffer uh, in, in Congressman Cummings' office. Uh, and of course, the office is still operating, uh, even though there is no... You know, there is no uh, congressperson there in the 7th District. And um, he's been a very, um, you know, visible person. He's been a person who has helped a lot of people. And that sort of currency, that sort of, of credibility um, is not going to necessarily transpose into fundraising prowess, prowess but it will transpose into grassroots support. It will transpose into word of mouth. And uh, so I would not rule out, uh, especially if there's feuding amongst these top two candidates in a mudslinging campaign, uh, somebody like a Hill or Branch or especially a Spikes uh, rise up in the polls. And I would not be surprised to see one of those three horses come up on the outside and take this thing. Uh, Dr. Jay Delisi, I know Jason's got him here in sixth place, and I guess off of the strength of his position as an elected official, you know, this is a guy with the uh, abuse allegations and accusations by his staff. I don't see him going very far. And then nobody else on Jason's list is over 5%, so you know, I'm just, just not going to much talk about them at this point in time. However, uh, it is not going to stop me from inviting them. Uh, so uh, there will be some invitations going out to some candidates um, this week, uh, in fact, today, and uh, we shall see where it goes. So um, more to come on that. So again, uh, if you please go to spartanconsiderations.blogspot.com. Uh, you will learn much more uh, about about uh, about this post and about this race, and you owe it to yourself to be part of it. So the second thing I wanted to talk about today is the impending sale of the Baltimore Sun. So there is a very wonderful uh, reporter named Pamela Wood with the Baltimore Sun who. Uh, has been reporting on this. She's she's been uh, very much a, a force for uh, you know giving uh, the public a view from inside the newsroom uh, in in the Baltimore Sun and in Tribune Publishing in general. And I'm very happy that she's done that. This is this is actually very kind. Uh, so uh, on November 20th, uh, she posted a letter uh, from the. Uh, from the, uh, the newspaper unions of Tribune Publishing, um, showing, sharing concern at the news that uh, this, this capital firm, Alden Global Capital, has purchased enough shares to make it the company's largest shareholder, the largest shareholder of Tribune Publishing, and therefore 
uh, able to control the company. And again, uh, according to Ms. Wood, um, this company has a history of buying local newspapers and uh, ripping them up. And I mean, in, in here, we're not just talking about, I mean, we're not talking about, uh, you know, small potato newspapers. I mean, we're talking about the uh, Hartford Current, um, even bigger. We're talking about the Chicago Tribune, you know, as, as well as the Baltimore Sun and some other local papers. So uh, this is not small potatoes. This is this is a big deal. So, you know, so we know where the unions stand. Um, you know, the media itself in Baltimore has been amazingly quiet, uh, I think, on the sale of the Baltimore Sun and by the other media. I mean, of course, Baltimore is a one newspaper city, unfortunately. Um, but the uh, the TV, the radio, uh, there's really nobody talking about this. And so what I find is, is this is very disappointing. And I find the entire state of Baltimore media quite concerning. Uh, this is a very important time in Baltimore's history. The last several years have been transformative for Baltimore and not in a very good way. And while there are signs of a rebound from what's going on over the past uh, four or five years, especially as highlighted by uh, the unrest, the riots in 2015, um, you know, Baltimore at this point is a city that needs accountability. Um, you know, we, we have the Pew scandal. You know, of course, I'm, I'm not even talking about that she's pled guilty to uh, a number of federal counts. But, you know, Baltimore has had its last three mayors either decide not to run for re-election or to resign in scandal. Um, this is a big deal. Um, Baltimore is a big city. Baltimore is a major league city in every sense of the word. Baltimore cannot continue to suffer this kind of leadership at its helm. And yes, some of the answers have to come from the people and some of the answers have to come from the political uh, class. However, um, the only entity that's going to be, the entity that's going to hold Baltimore leadership the most accountable is the media. And without a strong local media, uh, I don't see how that can happen. And that just doesn't mean TV, radio, doesn't mean the Channel 11 I-Team, you know, doesn't mean Channel 2 working for you and whatever Channel 13 and 45 call their stuff now. Uh, it means a newspaper. It means, you know, neighborhood journalism. Um, you know, it doesn't just mean Baltimore Fishbowl. You know, it doesn't just mean Baltimore Brew. Um, it means it means also a newspaper. That's how the masses still receive most of their media. A lot of people in Baltimore are not savvy enough to go to the web and pull up Baltimore Fishbowl or Baltimore Brew. And those are great websites and those are great blogs and those are great sources of information. Uh, however, we still need 
uh, independent, and hell, I'll even settle for corporate journalism. Uh, so the lack of coverage of this is disturbing at the time when Baltimore needs accountability. Um, you know, um, we find it lacking in its local media. Um, and we find it lacking in its local media because people are not willing to stand up and be opposed to the corporate takeover of the only major newspaper in Baltimore City. Uh, that's where I'm disappointed about this. And if we can't expect the media people to come to each other's aid, what else can we expect them to do? Uh, so uh, I'm very disturbed by this. I'm very upset by this. Uh, I don't exactly know what to do about it. Um, I'm going to find out. Um, but I really hope that this is a concern that, uh, you know, and that people, people take note and that if you're, uh, you know, you're involved, uh, and if you're interested, um, you follow, uh, Ms. Wood on Pamela Wood, uh, on Facebook or on whatever social media platform of your choice, and that you take the step to educate yourself about what's going on, because this would be, you know, not just the Baltimore Sun, the Capital Gazette would be affected. I believe there are some other local uh, newspapers, including the Howard County Times, which would be affected. Um, you know, it's something we should all be concerned about. Um, so that's my soapbox for the day. And uh, I hope that uh, I hope you've appreciated it. Along the same lines, I am going to close up for the day. Uh, tomorrow will be a festive Thanksgiving forecast. We should know by, by broadcast time tomorrow what the status is of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and the balloons in said parade, especially. I'm sure the parade will go on, but will the balloons go on? We don't know. Um, and also, more on those Baltimore Ravens. Um, turkey bowls past and present and a unwelcome change to the turkey bowls and uh, some of my favorite Thanksgiving memories. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a podcast as comforting and warming as a nice comfy sweater and a roaring fire in the fireplace and the haze that only a lot of, a lot of tryptophan lace turkey could induce. Till then, you have been listening to Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Take care.